Good evening again. Good, good to be here. Uh, like Pastor Matt said, um, I grew up in this church um, after I got saved. I spent uh, less than a year in another church learning know what to do. Then I came uh, to this church in uh, 2005. Uh, uh, Wednesday before September 11th, so that must be um, September 11th was Sunday, so 10. Eight, nine, Wednesday the 7th, probably. Wednesday the September 7th or September 6th, 2005. And Pastor Matt told I was very upset, but that was my thinking phase because he was teaching the Bible, he was teaching the Psalms. First time ever in my life, in my Christian life, that he opened the book and explained it verse by verse. And like I always said, uh, Pastor Matt is, is always a great uh, teacher. If uh, you, you have the chance to... Uh, you ever get a chance to uh, to have Pastor Matt as a teacher? He's a good teacher. Uh, we understood everything. I remember with Brother John, we used to go to the picnic, and then the next day, Pastor Matt is like, remember, you're having your test tomorrow for uh, the Bible Institute on Tuesday. And we're like, no, we're going to be sore. Like, no, you're, you're gonna, I'm, I'm not going to cancel it. Remember, you have your test tomorrow. And uh, for the grace of God, we used to get 100s all the time. Right, right Brother John? 100s. Extra credit, Pastor Mike was really uh, like easy for with us. But you know, I remember those those days that me and my brother we used to go home and talk about the lesson. It's a blessing to to hear from the Bible and actually have a, a great teacher. And I can take that. And uh, uh, you know, I, when I uh, started teaching Sunday school, I wanted to do that. I wanted to not to rush it, but to be able to explain the Bible to kids, or now I'm doing it in Spanish, like, so they can understand, just the way I, I, I went uh, through that with Pastor Matt, so it's, it's always a pleasure, this is my home, I love my home, Amen. and uh, you are my brothers, I love you guys, and uh, if uh, the Lord decides not to, for me not to be 50, and I go with Jesus next year, it's, it's, it's fine, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, and I think uh, the best uh, place to be is to serve the Lord. And we're busy in the Spanish church. Very busy. And that's a good thing. That's a, talking about triple, uh, triple duty, Pastor, I, 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 I taught two Sunday schools. One in the teenage class, one in the adult Spanish class. And I'm just here uh, back and forth. So it's a blessing. It's funny because uh, I almost grabbed my Spanish Bible tonight. Like, oops, no, grown, <laughs> grown church. <laughs> so let's pray and then let's go straight to the message. Heavenly Father, thank you for this privilege. Thank you, dear Father, that we're celebrating another year uh, in this church. Thank you, dear Father, for all the blessings that you have given us, Father. Thank you because we have every tool, we have everything that we need to have church. There are places that they don't even have a building, uh, dear Lord. They don't even have uh, people that are faithful to, to do whatever it needs to be done, dear Father. Thank you for everybody that does something here, dear Lord. I know that they do it with all their hearts. And I, I know that's a blessing for all the pastors, dear Lord, that they see people willing to do something for you. Now I pray, dear Father, that you help me and use me as, as I try to be a blessing to these dear people. You know that uh, we, uh, we are brothers and sisters in you. We have the same spirit, and that's why we want to be a blessing, and I want to be a blessing. So use me tonight, and preach through me, and, uh, and help me to be a blessing, dear Father. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
So, yeah, um, let's go to uh, Mark chapter 5. I mean, if you've been in church for a while, there's nothing that we can preach that you have not heard. But it's always a, it's a blessing to see uh, the point of view of somebody. I mean, if we have 10 people preaching the same uh, chapter, we are going to give a or different uh, point of view. That's the beauty of the Bible, that my point of view might not be your point of view, and maybe you don't see it the way I see it, and then when I tell you how I see it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I didn't see that. So that, it's always a blessing to hear preaching because uh, we open our eyes to Bible truths that maybe we just missed it because, you know, we read too fast or, or maybe we have a, another a point of view to add to it. So let's uh, read uh, Mark chapter 5, verse 21. We all know this story, but let's read verse 21. And we're going to skip some verses, because you know the the story. So let's read verse 21 says, And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was night unto sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. And besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she might be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him, and thronged him. And certain woman which uh, had an issue of blood twelve years, he had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. Well, if we um, jump to verse 34, it says, And he said unto her daughter, The faith hath made thee whole, go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. Verse um, 38, And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and see the tumult. No, I'm sorry. Verse 35, while yet he spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troubles thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. First of all, we can see two people here, right? Uh, it's popular now that people say, I'm the main character. I don't know what they mean, but, you know, they want to be the main character in their lives, or they like, but we see two people here. The first people that we, the person that we see here is Jairus. And he was looking for Jesus because uh, his daughter was sick. Up to that point, everything is fine. Somebody came to Jesus, asked him to heal a dear uh, person, a loved one. And we can, uh, we, we can imagine, yes, Jesus went straight and helped him and healed uh, his daughter. But something funny happened that while Jesus Christ was on his way to help uh, Jairus, uh, Jairus' daughter, another person needed Jesus' help. And you could think, oh, Jesus got sidetracked. But that's not the case. It's always about God's timing. My preaching is called God's timing. And uh, we can all see God's timing in our life. Uh, if I were Jairus, I'd be like, Jesus, hello, my daughter, 
and you're like here healing, try, uh, talking with this woman that which I don't know, like uh, I was here first, you know, I hate when people cut the line when I'm like, I don't know, e everywhere. When people are rude and cut the line like, dude, the line is over there. Um, sometimes I don't fight, I just let it go because I'm, I'm like, I'm a Christian, I'm not going to make a huge thing, but you can totally get aggravated when people cut the line. We see that, first of all, Jairo's daughter was, uh, her condition was very serious. It was very urgent. And Jairus looked for Jesus and he was in a hurry. I mean, I will be in a hurry if I have a loved one that's almost to the point of dying. And then I go to Jesus and I ask Jesus, help me. And notice on uh, verse 23, the fate of Jairus, because he said at the end of verse 23, that she might be healed and she shall live. He didn't doubt that Jesus was able to heal his daughter. He said, go, go, to, go with me, come and lay thy hands on her that she might be healed and she shall live. That's faith. You know, sometimes we go to God and we say, uh, if it's possible, I don't know, that, that, uh, you can do it, God. But with God, all things are possible. We have to have faith. Uh, on Sunday school, we're uh, looking through the life of Abraham. Pretty much the subject of faith. And faith is a huge part in the Christian life. And like we saw today, faith is the substance which has not seen. We don't see it. But this day, we are confident that it's coming. That's faith. I have faith in God, that he's so powerful, that I'm going to trust in him. And Jairus said that she'll, she shall live. He was sure that I have Jesus Christ with me. He's going to heal my daughter. There's no doubt in my mind that he's going to heal my daughter. Right? There's no doubt. So Jesus immediately, when he heard Jairus, he immediately began to move to meet that need. You know, sometimes we don't need to pray a huge prayer, just like Peter when he was thinking, Lord, save me. That's it. You know, some, sometimes we have this need that we don't even know how to, to ask God to help. Just say, Lord, help me. And Jesus Christ in the scripture went straight and helped uh, Peter's hand. So sometimes we don't have the, uh, the luxury of uh, having extra time to talk to God. But God wants us to go to him. This is just my introduction. My preach is going to be short, but this is just my introduction. Uh, I, don't, I don't want uh, to miss out on the snack uh, of tonight. Jesus Christ immediately moved forward to, uh, to meet the need of Jairus. But he got delayed. Also, we see this woman that her condition was serious. Also, her condition was urgent. And she was looking for help to, with Jesus. Again, we see that Jesus Christ seems to be sidetracked. But we have to realize that even when we think that God is not moving, he's moving. We don't, we don't see it, but he's moving. And we, if you think about uh, just this year, what you've been through. Now you can say, yes, God was moving. I didn't see it, but God was moving in my life. And uh, just it, ha it happened. I, I, I don't know what I, uh, I was thinking, Pastor, when you uh, asked me what day do you want to preach, choose. 
like the 13. Then I'm like, wait a minute, that's the day after my birthday. I'm going to be tired. I'm gonna <laughs> but, you know, it just happened. But um, it's a good uh, time for me to think about the Lord and what he did in my life for this whole year. I'm starting uh, 49. Next year, Lord willing, I'll be 50. Uh, that's something that I can't even feel in my head. Me, 50. Like Pastor was saying, in my brain, I'm 23. And that's the reason when I go with the teenagers, uh, I try to be 23, and then that's how accidents happen. I have a scar right here that can prove you that I'm not as young as I used to be because uh, I, I went to down a slide, I think, and we went to the lake. I think Heather uh, dared me, and then Ethan or, or Mari, like, sure, and then I went, and then I scrapped my, my, my side. You know, I'm not as young as I think. Uh, but this is a good time for me to uh, just think about the times that God was moving, even though I told, hey, God, what are you doing? You're not moving. What's wrong? I see that you move with this brother, you move with that bro sister, but I was here first. God, hello, I'm here. What's going on? You know, if I were Jairus, I'd be very upset and I'd probably even to the point of pushing the woman out. Out, woman, my, my daughter is sick. You can wait. You waited 40-something years or whatever, all your life, so you can just move. One day, it won't hurt. But Jesus appeared to be sidetracked, but let's not think about that because Jesus knew what he was doing. But even during the, this delay, the problem of Jairus house, at Jairus house, got worse. Can you imagine, you go and ask Jesus for, for help, and then somebody comes and says, never mind, don't bother him. Your daughter is dead. I'll be fuming. Hey, Lord, I told you to hurry up. You know, he didn't say anything. He didn't say anything, and that's just to show you that he had a lot of faith in Jesus Christ. And you know, it's good for us when we don't see God moving. We don't see God moving because God is always moving. Just to have patience and never say, God, it's your fault. Or why, God? Why, God, you're not doing something in my life? Because he's doing something in our lives. He's moving. We don't see it. But I, I can take the example of, uh, of Jairus that he didn't flip. <laughs> you know, he didn't get upset that, you know, can you imagine? Your daughter is dead. Don't bother him. Why did Jesus delay? Like I said, Jairus was there first, right? And according to our mentality, it's uh, first come, first serve. But that's how we see it on other brothers and sisters, you know. Um, we have this blessing of having the extra room. And a lot of people might say, oh, God, I know a pastor that is looking for a church for the, since the time I met him, I don't know, 12, 14 years ago. He still has not a, a church building. And then we have an extra room. We have this church. We have everything that we need to have church. Not only the building, but now we have, we have people. It's a blessing to have so many ministries, so many people. The choir, I mean, uh, it's always funny when uh, I go to a church and the choir is, is bigger than our congregation. Like, that's just the choir? Like, what? <laughs> 
But now I see a decent number of, uh, of choir, uh, choir members. I mean, th this morning was a blessing. Last, not gonna lie, last week, that song that you girls did, I love that song. It was encouragement. And I had a, I had a little sneak peek because I went to the, other, uh, to the other house and they were practicing. And I'm like, wow, that song is really, I, mean, I love that song. And then when they did it here, it's a blessing to have uh, people doing, like Pastor said, using their talents for the, for the right, for the right uh, Lord, you know? Jesus understood perfectly the situation. Jesus knew that the timing was not right. God will always do the right thing in the right time. But we have to notice that Jairus never left Jesus. This whole time, Jairus was still there. Even witnessing that Jesus was doing a miracle to somebody else, he was still with Jesus. And we should learn that, that we should never get bitter with, with God when we see other people are getting what, maybe whatever we, we are praying for. Like, oh, God, give me a car. And then all of a sudden we see Brother Derlin driving a brand new car. Like, wait, what? Right here, God knows him. Like, what is this? You know, every time that we see some a brother or sister getting blessed, we should be happy for them. And God bless you, brother. Uh, God gave you a blessing. And then go back and ask Jesus, Jesus, when is my turn? But I'll be here. I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting, Jesus. But uh, I'd rather be next, Jesus. <laughs> Even though the situation um, it looked hopeless, Jairus stayed with Jesus, and he never gave up. And if we think about God's timing, remember uh, about the death of Lazarus. Jesus delayed too. He's, 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 he waited days. Uh, Jesus, are we going to go and visit uh, Lazarus? Not yet. Uh, are we going to visit him? No, because he's sleeping. Oh, he's sleeping, then he's fine. Jesus had perfect timing. Uh, the birth of Isaac... Um, we are uh, studying uh, the life of Abraham. But Abraham didn't trust the, in the Lord when, uh, when he went to look for another wife to be blessed. He thought, God, you promised me that through me all the nations will be blessed. My wife cannot have a kid, so let me help you. Let me get another wife. Let me help you, God. Because, you know, sometimes we think that we know better than God. Even though Abraham... He's the father of faith. He didn't have enough faith to trust in God. He had to get another wife because he's going to help God. Because, you know, sometimes we are like, God, don't worry, I got this. I know better than you. And even Abraham, and that's the reason um, I believe that the Bible is God's work. Because if men wrote the Bible, they would not put other faults there. Even Abraham, he's the top of the top. He made a mistake. He also went to Egypt, you know, even though he had the promise. So we see that God's timing is not, is not our timing. So here's my message, okay, guys? <laughs> First of all, never assume that God is not moving. And never assume that because he's not moving, he doesn't care about us. You know, we can get discouraged if we uh, ask God for something, and we see that. He's not moving. He's not giving it to us. We should not be discouraged. Remember that uh, 
Let's go to the Bible. Let's use Bible a little bit. Second Peter chapter 3. This is a verse that we all know. Second Peter chapter 3. But also, this should be an encouragement for us because times are getting wicked, times are getting bad, and then we can ask God, when, is, when, when you're coming back? Well, Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The Lord is not coming yet, because he wants people to repent. He wants people to be saved. And sometimes we, we just want to go home, like, God, I know we're winning, we're going to win at the end, but right now, we're losing. Uh, things that are evil are being called good, and things that are good are called evil. We just like, God, are you sure you're coming back soon? And we can relate to all the Christians for these 2,000 years that they were waiting for the promise. Maybe we're the lucky generation that we can actually see Jesus Christ's second coming. You don't know. Might, might, be, might be today. So never assume that his lack of activity implies a lack of concern on his part. He has a reason why. Number two, the Lord, the Lord cares about our concern and he's interested in being involved in every aspect of our life. You know, when we pray, we can have three answers. Yes, no, not yet. Three answers. And we can take the, any answer, we, can, we should take it because the Lord knows better. You know? Sometimes uh, we have to wait. Sometimes the answer will be yes. And sometimes it's just No. You know, just because we serve the, a living God doesn't mean that every time, everything that we ask, God is going to say, yes, I'm going to give it to you. We should not be spoiled like that. It's always, it, you know, it's, it's always, uh, almost good that when God says no. But he, we have to make sure that he says no because sometimes God wants us to be persistent. So we, pretty much we have to learn how to quit, how to say, okay, God, I'm not going to ask you for that anymore. Because sometimes God wants us to see our faithfulness too. Just like Jairus, uh, right there, he was waiting for the Lord to be done, helping somebody else to go back to him. He was waiting, waiting there, and then he's, somebody told him, you know, never mind, your daughter is dead. And he was still with Jesus. Um, our Father in heaven, he wants the best for us. You know, he knows better, he wants the best for us. So let's go to Jeremiah 29. And I'm not giving you a new revelation because we all know these uh, verses. Most of you have these verses memorized. But this is for us to see that the Lord wants the best for us. He takes care of us. Jeremiah 29. It's just a little encouragement because I was reflecting on what to preach, and then uh, it hit me. You know, my birthday is coming soon. I'm a year older. Let me see what the Lord did this year, just this year, because, you know, we have a short-term memory, and the blessings that God gave to us during the years we don't remember, so I'm like, she's going to remember, like, this year. And uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, this is 
is the Lord talking. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, say the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected end. You see? God will give us an expected end. And he will finish what he started. You know, he will. Sometimes we don't finish what we start. I'm going to start a diet, Pastor, wish me luck, but I don't think I'm going to finish it. Because I know myself. Number three, in every case we must trust him to do what, what is best, even though we may not fully understand. Isaiah 55, you are in Jeremiah. Let's look for Isaiah. Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55, verse 8. We have to trust him to do what is best for us, even though we may not fully understand God. Isaiah 55, 8 says, this is the Lord talking again. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, say the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know? We cannot question God. Remember what happened to Job. We just uh, studied Job. In Sunday school, God said, were you with me when I created the, uh, the universe? Did I ask you to, he uh, to help me when I divided the, the oceans? Pretty much God was saying, Job, Job, I got this. I know everything. I mean, I created the universe. Don't you think I can help you in your life? Yeah. You know, we have to realize that God Almighty, the one that created everything that we see, is on our side. He's on our side. He's with us. I mean, talk about superheroes. We're invincible. We're immortals. If you are safe, you're you are more than, than superhero. We have a Father in heaven that he's the creator of everything that he can just say, and your life will be blessed. Your, your life, uh, I mean, you think about it, your life is already blessed tonight. The fact that we're here, that we just walk to church with no worries other than, oh, tomorrow is Monday, to work. That's a blessing right there. It's a blessing right there. The little blessings that we don't even see is the little details that God takes care of us in every little thing. But we should not question God. Even though we don't fully understand it, maybe later in time God will show us, you see, this is why I, I didn't give you this, or this is why I made you wait for this. And you'll be like, oh God, I, I get it now. Thank you so much. But we should be uh, with God all the time. Um, last, uh, well, point four. There are five points, so don't be scared. Uh, when I went to the conference, this guy's like, I have nine points. I'm like, nine? <laughs> they were quick, but yeah, when the preacher said, I have nine points, you're like, and then you're like, okay, five, six. But yeah, I think when, when you have more than five points, don't say it. I have so many points. You know, cause, <laughs> uh, point number four, the, the Lord will finish what he started, and we go to Philippians, also a very popular verse. Philippians chapter uh, one. Philippians chapter one, verse six. This is Paul talking. And I like Paul because he walked so close to the Lord that he, he said here, being confident, Paul was confident. 
he was sure. He's like, sure, I can trust in the Lord. Being confident of this very thing, that he which had begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. The Lord will finish what he started. He started a good work in us. When we got saved, he started a good work in us. So don't be frustrated that maybe you feel like you're not growing as a Christian. Trust in Jesus Christ. He that begin a good work, he will finish it. So we should not trust in our strength or wisdom or look charms or, you know, stuff like that. No, we have to be confident that God that started a good work, he will finish it. Don't, don't you ever feel frustrated that you're, you're not at the place that you wish to be as a Christian. Trust in the Lord. Get closer to the Lord and he will finish what he started. Because he, that's a big promise. You know, Jairus, like, Jesus, what happened to my daughter? Don't worry, I will finish what I started. I got this. I will finish what I started. I, I said that I will go and meet your daughter to heal her. Don't worry. But my daughter is dead. Don't worry. I, I started a good work. I will finish my good work. What we can learn from Jairus and the woman is that they both went to Jesus in a time of need. Um, modern Christianity, we go to God when there's no other option. We should go to God first and then God will lead us to maybe seek for help, but following God. They stayed with him even though they didn't understand completely what was going on. I mean, I can imagine Jairus. Uh, he was in a great need. Then he saw that Jesus uh, stopped to help another woman. He didn't understand it. He didn't uh, rebuke Jesus Christ. He just waited patiently for his turn. For when the, you know, when the Bible said, uh, Lord, remember me. Pretty much he's like, uh, Lord, yes, remember me. I'm still here. You know, we should go on our knees and say, Lord, remember me. I'm still here. I'm not going to move. Unmovable, like the Bible said. And, you know, just like them, they went far to look for Jesus. Guess what? If you are safe, you have access to God anywhere, any day, any time. We don't have to go and work. I, I can imagine the, that woman, she worked a lot. Jairus. He went and actually went and worked a lot, seeking for Jesus. We go to Hebrews. This is a, a huge promise, promise that I really love, because we have access to the throne of grace anywhere, anytime. But we should use it. You know, this might be my next preaching, the weapons of the Christian. We should, we should use them. This is a great weapon. I have access to God anywhere, anytime. I don't need to go to the church, the Mecca church or whatever, to talk to God. You know, don't, don't, don't listen to this to the people that are like uh, on, the, uh, on the streaming. But I don't need to be here in church to talk to God. It's good to be in church. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people think that this building is holy and the only, that's the only place that they can talk to God. No, we can talk to God anywhere. And if we go to uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, 
Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. These both people, uh, Jairus and the woman, they, they, were need, they needed help. Just like us, in time of, of need, we can go boldly unto the throne of grace. What's boldly? Confident, faith. You know, I go to the throne of grace and I know that God is going to hear my prayers. He's going to help me, even though I don't see the help right away, even though God makes me wait, but I know that he's working in my life or with stuff. And I'm going to finish with this. Um, back uh, in, in uh, May 20 this year, I took uh, some ladies from the church to a conference in Junkers. On our way back, my sister was talking to me, and she's like, you know, we have a few new girl converts. Kind of want to teach them the basics. And I go, oh, that's a great idea. Let me see what I can find, you know, like a material or something. She's like, yeah, yeah, but I don't want to do it in church. I, I want to go to their home, meet, have a cup of tea or coffee, and, you know, casual, but, you know, I want to uh, disciple them. And like, fine. That was May. In June, we went to another conference, and we found um, they were selling uh, discipleship book, books. And I'm like, my sister saw they had three, she bought them all. And she's like, now I know what to do, because that discipleship uh, notebook is from zero. From zero, Pastor. And she still had on her hat. I'm going to just disciple uh, those two ladies. One book for me and one book for each. That's it. Then around that time, Pastor Matt started to tell us that we are going to get a new the, the department. The department, Right? Well, you see how it, things are because my, my sister wanted to do something but was not time yet to do it. It came to a time that we had uh, classrooms now. And then we like, you know, let me teach the guys, you teach the girls. Anybody that wants to go. Uh, last week we had our first discipleship class and she's so excited. But you see, God provided again. I, I could see that pastor was so touched by the fact that we had the apartment next door. And I know because you've been praying for years, uh, Pastor. And we're still praying for the whole house. <laughs> and actually, by faith, I think it's just a matter of time. It's a matter of time that we're, that's going to be ours. But that's faith. That's God's timing. And because God's, God is faithful, first of all, he put the desire of having Sunday school class, Sunday school classes. For the Spanish-speaking people, then he provided the room. He had already the people, the desire. God even provided the material, the notebook. I made a lot of copies. I made a lot of binders, Pastor. And every time that, you know, last week, like, here's your binder. Here's your binder. Take care of it. Please don't lose it. Here's your binder. 
put, write your name down. But this is how God was moving. Just a little example of how God moved in that situation. From May to last week that we had our first uh, Sunday school class, adult Spanish Sunday school class. And uh, like I was uh, joking with pastor, now I'm double duty because I'm doing Sunday school in the morning in the English, go home, pick up my family. I do Sunday school for the adult in Spanish. And uh, it's all good. We have the tools to do it. We have the place. I mean, I, I felt fancy the first time that I had Sunday school class in the classroom with my PowerPoint, my clicker, because all these years, you know, uh, we used to be here. You've been here. You, you've heard. So now it's uh, so exciting. We're living exciting times. It's just because God's timing. I'm sure that pastor kept praying every day to have that place. We decided a place, but actually we, I didn't even think about like next place to have right, as a Sunday school class. But that's how God is faithful. Just in a matter of months, we see how God was faithful giving us that. Don't you think he can give us more? Don't you think God can do more? The Bible says that he can do exceedingly more than we even think about. Right. All we have to do is have faith and trust in him. Go to Jesus in time of need. Be patient. And our number will come up. Okay, number 39. It's me, finally. You know, when you, it's like when you go and buy ham. <laughs> uh, 39. It's me, finally. And then you get so excited. So uh, we have to be patient and be, but be in line, waiting. Because, you know, when I, when I go to buy ham and I see that I have a, a big number, like, forget it. Not buy it. I don't need ham that, that, that much. So this is a little encouragement, uh, brothers and sisters, that God's timing is the best timing. We should be patient, we should not be bitter, and we should just trust God and use the privilege that we have to go to the throne of grace in time of need, straight to God. We don't need any, uh, anybody else, just God, all-powerful. And we can see God doing mighty things in our life. God can do mighty things in church, and he, can, he will bless he shall bless. No, he might. He shall bless, like Jairo said, and she shall be uh, healed. We're sure that God will, will do something. Not if, but when he's going to do something. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Help us to have more faith, dear Father. Help us to trust in you. Help us to realize, dear Father, that you are the only one that can do things in our life. Help us to be faithful. Help us to follow you and help us to just be patient, dear Father. Just help us as we all have different needs. Probably uh, we're praying for something for, uh, for a long time, dear Father. I pray that you just uh, help us to be patient and that you will do everything great because you do all things good, dear Father.